<clears throat> hey everyone, welcome back to the Guys of Habit podcast. This is episode 29, and we are live streaming on twitch.tv slash bigbadtimber on uh, August 16th, 2020, and I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed colleague and host, Vikram. How are you, dude? I see you got your full quarantine gear on. <laughs> Mike, I see you have merely adopted the dark. Oh, you're I going was full born it, Molded <laughs> by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Just a friendly remi- friendly reminder, everybody, wear your masks. Wear your masks. Do the right thing. <laughs> yep. That's a serious mask, but dude. Not... I know. Thank you. <laughs> Me I mean serious business when I uh when I say uh wear a mask, you know? Well, dude, if you don't mind, I haven't had a beer in a very long time. I'm going to crack open a refreshing Peroni right now because I just went through hell trying to get this stream uh, up and running. <laughs> hey, hey, can I can I join you uh, with our uh, sponsor, not really, uh, Ito and Green Tea. Very nice, so, very nice. Cheers, my some friend. Green, some green tea for me and uh, beer for you. Oh, man, that is refreshing. So, Vikram, ah, I think we've got agreed. a really fun podcast uh, going on tonight because we're kind of discussing what we're going to... What, what makes you... What makes you say that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we always have a good time. But, um, you know, oh, we were dude. discussing on what the heck we're going to talk about this week. And, and sure enough, sure enough, in the gaming world, there's always something going on. And uh, we've got some big news with Epic Games and uh, Google and Apple. And uh, as well as um, I know you're looking forward to talking about this, the Marvel Avengers beta um oh yes cannot wait to talk to you about that uh because i believe i am gonna trash that game even more now <laughs> and it looks like a disaster but um, i i i'm still saying wait for wait for the reviews mike you know that well i don't trust we'll I, I really that. don't trust reviews i mean i can see i could see the gameplay we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it but uh we'll talk about it we'll talk about what's it. going on anything happened this week how's it going this week, uh, so I am uh, one step closer to moving out of uh, Providence and back to Chicago. I think we talked about this a couple of episodes, but it's uh, been really bittersweet for me, honestly. I'm uh, leaving behind a lot of uh, good friends and a good community out here, uh, but you know the quarantine and uh, demand—not the quarantine, but just the circumstances of everything going on—kind of demands, uh, you know, a rethink and approach, a rethink and scenery. And uh, for me, it just seems best at the right time, you know. And plus, I get to see you, and Sid, and Benai, and all of our glorious Chicagoland friends. Yeah, man, we miss you. We miss you. Um, but I know it's uh, it's gonna be tough I'm for you leaving. To... Uh, you know, yes. the place you, you called home for the last year and a half, almost two years, right? Two years. Two years. No, two two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of growing, a lot of growing up has been done here. For sure. For sure. And uh, but you know what, man, we're we can't even leave the house anymore. So it's like. Get your butt back to Chicago and just quarantine here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you Hopefully, more. Hopefully, uh, uh, in a few months, so everything will go back to normal. But until then, uh, you know, I'm certainly happy that you're coming back. And uh, I know our friends and uh, your family are very happy to co- have you uh, back in the good old Chi-Town. Um, you're, you're coming the back. The good old 301. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> or Dirty 630, rather, for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming back at the right time, man. There's been uh, a lot of unfortunate things happening in Chicago right now, unfortunately. I have, it's very I have sad. heard. Um, it's very funny uh, being out in the East Coast, how people are hearing and processing the news. Yeah. A lot of my uh, friends here, they, they hear what's going on and they joke about it with me that – um, oh, uh, you're going back to Chi-Town. Did you see what happened with uh, last weekend? And that's that, that's that been the recurring theme out here is just been, am I making the right decision? Am I coming at the right time with everything? And, right. you know, sure enough, um, I live, you know, we I, I live pretty far out from uh, where the epicenter of all of this is going on. So, you know, there's no immediate uh, direct uh, harm to myself, community, yourself included. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just very, it's just very unfortunate what's up. Uh, uh, being processed right now in Chicago and other major cities, and I think, um, yeah, I, I think we're we're really due for a time for healing now. Um, and I don't know if it's the right time, just because uh, we're starting to get into the ramp up for November fourth, mm-hmm. um, and there's a whole host of other problems out there that we have to uh, solve uh, piece by piece and prioritize. But building blocks, rest assured. For sure, for sure, I I, I echo yeah. that. Um, anything. But else? other than that. 
No, uh, what's new with you? Um, everything good on your end? Dude, just, just living the dream and quarantining and social distancing, you know, uh, Living the team in quarantine. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I motto. beat uh, I beat Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh, fantastic! I haven't even started it. I haven't I even think started you're it. Gonna, I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, Vinay, uh, we've been texting back and forth. Um, he just beat it as well. We were just kind of talking about uh, the last act and the ending of that game. What a really awesome game by Sucker Punch, man! It's it's really good. I can't wait for you to play it because uh, I think I think you're gonna really really enjoy yourself with it. Uh, it's a it's a really really well done game. I liked it more than The Last of Us Two. That's just me personally for my taste. I thought cool. The Last of Us Two. I had a lot of issues with 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 the story of The Last of Us Two, um, and I'll probably go back to it and and. and hopefully appreciate the last of us too when i'm in a better mood because it's a really you know dour and depressing game and really brutal so yes. um you know i kind of need to be in the right mindset for that but but ghost of sushi oh man i mean it, it, i mean it is like playing a kurosawa movie it is so good it is so good. i you're making me so jealous uh right now i really want to play ghost of Tsushima badly apart from uh playing warzone with the crew and uh, the occasional Persona 5 Royale pick up and put down. I haven't really been playing much games uh, as of late, uh, shockingly enough. I mean, not shockingly, of course, with the move and all. So uh, just trying to fi- figure out uh, how I can uh, pack everything up and uh, piece together everything that I need to back home. So it's been uh, primarily on my mind. For sure, man. For sure. And, uh, yeah. well, we can't wait we can't wait to have you back in the city, man. Uh, I'm, I can't wait I, to be I, back. I'm really excited. Um. But one thing, uh, one thing, Mike, that uh, I really do want to bring up, just because it's, um, you know, despite the bittersweet time and all, uh, one thing that's been keeping me upbeat has just been like listening to good music. And and here we are. We talk... exactly. music Vikram... recommendations. We've got some uh, good ones uh, for this episode. Hit me with it. Yes, Mike. What do we got Mike. Uh, Mike, I, I want to know because I sent the songs over to yeah. you. Uh, did... Did you get a chance to listen to all I did. of them? Yeah, I did. Uh, Fantastic. Luckily, Excellent. I was incredibly busy today. So so, so why don't we start together? Uh, yeah. What did you enjoy? I, I, I picked the three songs yeah. that we're going to yeah. talk about. So what, what, so what song, uh, you know, we'll go from uh, uh, least to best, you know, in terms of uh, that criteria, I guess. And then we'll just gush about the best song at the end. So I really like all three. So uh, start yeah, us off. Yeah, I surprisingly like all three. I'm just going to go with uh, my favorite because, uh, you know, this kind of took me back to uh, seventh grade. Um, as, okay. as you know, um, I'm and 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 uh, I was um, a big Linkin Park fan. Uh, definitely the first album. I love the album. Uh, Hybrid Theory came out when I was in seventh grade. And then uh, I was actually uh, shocked when uh, Sid actually texted us uh, the unreleased song from that was supposed to be on a hybrid theory um, called uh, She Couldn't. And uh, man, that was a good song. And it totally fits in. It, it like fits in right between probably crawling and in the end, it, it, in, in my opinion, on the album. Um, it fits mm-hmm. right in if you listen to it. It's just it's just that that that, that distinct first album sound that they that kind of catapulted them to stardom um yeah uh you know i like the second album but after that you know i wasn't a huge uh, fan of everything they did but um i still love hybrid theory it's such a great album and with this song i'm just it just took me back listening to it. it's a really really good song man so i fell in love with lincoln park right around probably my uh seventh eighth grade but of course that you're much older than me um, man, yes. not by much, but <laughs> you're an old man. Yes. But, um, I w- got into Lincoln park around Meteora. Yeah. Because second numb album. Yeah. is probably, yeah, the second mm-hmm. album. So Meteora was the, uh, uh, well, specifically numb was the voice of my generation and everybody else, like within that, like five year span of, uh, between, uh, Meteora and what was the, the third album? Um, I thought the third album was the... the one that they did and it was like a, a half album. That was, uh, the one they did with Jay-Z. Oh remix, yes, Collision right? Force. Collision Force. Collision yes. Force. Yeah. yeah. What a great. Oh man, that was breakthrough stuff. Back that was then. good too, man. That was good too. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and then because it was a few years uh, between Meteora and Minutes to Midnight. Yeah, Minutes to Midnight was the real like third album, third true album. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Thousand Suns. So and then they returned back to good form with Living Things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just tragic, just because of uh, everything that went on with uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah. Uh, obviously with, with Chester Bennington. Chester. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really sad. And 
um, you know, what happened to him. And then he, you know, I mean, ironically, I think on, on purposefully, uh, committed suicide a year after Chris Cornell committed suicide, which I, I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan. I'm, I'm like a huge grunge Soundgarden audio slave fan and was really sucked about that. I mean, not to get off topic is that there were, uh, talks that audio slave was going to do a reunion. Um, I was lucky enough to, ca to catch Soundgarden before he passed away. Um, but mm -hmm. I was not lucky enough to, um, catch audio slave back in the heyday. Um, so it was really sad and, um, I was lucky enough to actually see Linkin Park too, uh, a long, long, long time ago. So, um, but it was, it's, it's really sad. It's really bittersweet listening to that song, you know, it's really bittersweet because, you know, it's this unreleased song from back in the day. And then it kind of just gives you these, you know, mixed emotions and kind of these warm feelings and, and sadness as well, because you're thinking about Chester and, uh, but man, what an awesome song, dude. I'm, I'm actually mm -hmm. quite shocked it didn't make it on that album. Cause it's really good. Mm -hmm. And for, especially for something that was teased, like, you know, for hardcore fans, like years ago, uh, just for it to suddenly come up. I, I think I'm touched by, uh, yeah, I, it, it, it's just unbelievable. It's been 20 years really. Yeah. Um, yeah. since hybrid theory. Yeah. And dude. That this oh song... my gosh. I cannot believe it. Yeah. Gosh, yep. man. Oh my gosh. I'm but, old. <laughs> but, 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 but no, you're not old. I think, uh, I mean, listen, listen. We kind of uh, saw the way coming with uh, Green Day, right? Like Green Day is now classic, considered classic rock. That's true, <laughs> Link, and they're old. Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park is absolutely now part of classic rock. Well, I mean, they're. Uh, they're I know they're alternative. alternative. They start alternative, yeah. but now they're more. But now it's like more like coming into that four of like, okay, like where does classic rock fit in against grunge and alternative, and now it's getting more mainstream yeah. attention uh, after so long. Yeah. So I'm guessing uh, you're you're gonna pick the Maddie on uh, song. Actually, I want to go with the uh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Oh, I know, I know. I, I I really like Miley. I really like Miley. I'm not a huge I know she's fan a of Miley, but the song was, uh, um, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I yeah. was actually kind Midnight of shocked. Midnight Sky. Midnight Sky. Uh, listen, this was her first new music this year. Uh, she had come out with. Uh, Two singles, uh, you know, late in June and August of last year, uh, and she's been teasing her new album for some time. So this is like the third single that she's released over in the past year now. Um, it's a very bold song. It's got like disco vibes, retro style. Like you just get like images of neon lights and mirrors and just like synth and yeah, like the synth '80s. Wave. Yes, like it and. Uh, it, it shouldn't come too much as a shock. Uh, Miley drew inspiration from Stevie Nicks, Joan Jett, Debbie Harry uh, for the song, as well as the music video that's out on YouTube, which I highly recommend watching. Yeah, I, uh, I watched that. It's a little too uh, risque for me. but uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't think the song is uh, too risque, though, if you just listen to it. The song isn't. No, no, no. The music yeah. video definitely I, is, but that I, doesn't I, shock I, me because it's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> listen, I... Listen, I, I've been seeing a distinct recurring theme happen in music. I've, I've been listening to a lot lately, and it's just the 80s are coming back. Synthwave is making a big return. It's uh, And it's not just started with uh, Miley, but it goes b before her. I was getting vibes of Midnight. Uh, or not Midnight, sorry, uh, The Weeknd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, so. I, I, and I am uh, one for bringing the 80s back. I, I love the Synthwave stuff, so... <laughs> And speaking of synthwave, let's. Uh, I mean, you know, I love Maddion. You know, I love yep. him. The Prince. Good song. That is the song. Good song, man. Yeah, yeah. So, look, last year Maddion released his sophomore album, Good Faith. It's pretty much a strong contender for uh, best dance music album of the year, in my opinion, humble opinion that is. Uh, but. He's been like uh, he's been very active on the trends lately. Uh, a few weeks ago, he had released um, a remix of his song "No Fear No More" with uh, hip hop duo Earth Gang, and then he released out uh, a couple weeks after music video for his song "Miracle," which was directed by Lena Headey from uh, Game of Thrones, and stars Maisie Williams um, in the music video itself. That's awesome. So. Yeah, and so now we get The Prince. Um, I first listened to the song during the Secret Sky music 
online festival that Porter Robinson put together. So I was listening to this, uh, to the full album, and people were freaking out that, wait, this is a song that Maddion hasn't released yet, formally, on any album. And that's where The Prince came. Uh, there was a lot of social media. I've been myself tracking this for a while. Uh, so it's just, it's really cool. It captures uh, a lot of the essence of good faith with more darkness, a more melancholy vibe. Uh, I don't know if you got that impression. I, I think I sent over a couple of songs of good faith to you when yeah. that album got yeah. released, uh, touched on it. So this was much darker. There was that, uh, that uh, drum line, that uh, snare, like starting off. And then it gets into this real, like, you know, uh, earthy bass line. And then it just like alternates uh, at the halfway point, just like beyond like different sounds and experiments. It's quite uh, remarkable. Yeah, I, I dig the song a lot, man. I dig the song a lot. It was really cool. And I watched the music video for it, so. Nice. It was trippy, wasn't it? It was real it? trippy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really trippy. It was really cool. But trippy in a good way. Trippy in a yeah. good way. Like, this kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. No, I dug it. I, I thought it was a really good song, man. Excellent, excellent. Shall we... Uh, that was a, shall... a lot of good music coming out. I mean, everybody's at home. Uh, don't forget that new artists are uh, pushing out new stuff, so just follow up on uh, uh, what's the latest. For sure, for sure. Um, shall we move on to the crap show that is the Marvel Avengers beta? Your words, not mine. <laughs> yeah, my, definitely my <laughs> words. <laughs> But you know what? I yes. think everyone knows how I feel about it. It kind of, re, you know, you know, seeing the the beta kind of reaffirmed what I've been thinking the game would be. Um, but let's uh, mm. let's let's have you uh, speak about uh, what you thought of the beta. It's a fascinating game, Mike. Okay. It's a fascinating. Why I say fascinating is that it's been fascinating to. We, we talked about this last year in one of the podcast mm -hmm. episodes. Uh, I, I simply remember we were very hyped so hard for the vision, but we were cautious at the same time of how it was going to be executed, just given the current route, the rumors that were bubbling up at the time. And it's been fascinating having followed it from that inception, from our initial hype into this roller coaster of oh, what's going on? Like, what is this spinning off to? Like, where, why? How I mean, never mind the whole Spider-Man Sony exclusivity. That I don't, I don't itself care about is that. It, it's stupid. But no, I don't but care but, about but, it. that is, that, but it's stupid though. It, it is it's stupid, stupid for Sony for to sure. kind of for for Sony to meddle their hand in that way to deny that for Xbox and Microsoft. It's it's that's ridiculous hey man, in my I opinion. Mean, I think it, Microsoft should have signed. It's not even. You know what? Microsoft should have went out and 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 signed a different character. Then they should have gotten their hands on. You know, uh, Black Panther or something like that. You know. Well, here's hoping that Microsoft uh, gets a hold of DC Comics, but that's a that's, that's a not happening anymore. That's not happening. That's, that's, know, uh, we'll know, talk about that, but that's not happening anymore. Yeah, we will. Um, I was really worried oh. about that. By the way, I did not want that to happen. I did not want yep. that to happen. Um, no, so, so, but it's it's a divisive oh, game. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah, for sure it is. Oh, but but Vikram, oh my god, my, my point yep. is. Um, you know, on it, like, I was very cautious about this game um, because mm -hmm. it looked, you know, like, I'm a big fan of Crystal Dynamics, the developer of the game. Um, and that's why I was so shocked, but then not shocked when I thought more about it, that, that when they presented the game, it would be a quote-unquote games-as-service type game. And um, I should have known that that would happen because they are owned by Square Enix, uh, Crystal Dynamics. And, um, you know, Square, Square Enix, Square Enix. Uh, that I cannot stand anymore. Yep. And they used to be my favorite developer back in the day when they were Squaresoft before they merged with Enix. Um, you know, they basically want to squeeze every dime out of you. Um, hence the Final Fantasy VII Remake and multiple games that have come out in Final Fantasy XV, everything like that. And so I'm, I, I wasn't shocked that they would make Crystal Dynamics create a game that's uh, as a game's a service. Um that's one issue I don't like. Two, it still looks terrible. Like, graphically, it, it does not look good. There's a lot of hiccups and, and frame rate issues. Oh, my go goodness. I couldn't believe it. I saw the camera I, I saw the camera issues oh, on Reddit. Yeah. I was just... Yeah, I saw, like, Hulk just barreling through. I'm like, wow, that looks super cool. And the next thing I know, like, you, you lose visibility of the Hulk and just, like, you just hear... Rawr, rawr, it's coming out in a rawr. month, dude. It's coming out in a few weeks, actually. Yeah, I have, I, I, I have very little hope in this game. What, it's what, gonna sell. What faith, though. Uh, That's the sad thing. It you know? is gonna sell. 
Well, that's the trade-off. I mean, like, you have such a strong content as brand as Marvel Avengers. I mean, at an eventual point, right? The brand is stronger than the actual graphics, and people are going to view that trade-off and view, like, well, this well, is the, the best we're going to get. Too, it. It's so boring, Vikram. It's just a brawler. That's yep. all it is. And and, and truthfully, I, the only yep. two... The only two characters that look that they play different enough is Black Widow and Iron Man. I didn't get the sense that Thor, Hulk, or Captain America, Miss Marvel, they don't play different from one another uh, one another I saw some videos I saw some videos of uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel. Um, I saw a couple of videos where uh, she was like swinging around. It kind of looked like fluid like. Uh, Spider-Man, but then I realized, wait, Black Widow has the grappling, has the grappling hook. hook. Yeah. So, what re- so, so what's the difference between Black Widow and, and Kamala, Kamala Khan? Khan? Yeah, exactly. Except, except, except Kamala Khan can enlarge her hands and I guess have like Hulk strength. Well, what's the difference does, between so. her and Hulk then? You know, I mean, it's, it's exactly. just... Exactly. It, it's just kind of like a weird trade-off where it's like, okay, I see like the size, dexterity, speed, agility, what, whatever, and they're kind of like trying to piece it like that, but it's just so boring and it's just like a very superficial veneer of um that you know, this is the best we're gonna get right now yeah dude i i Just, and i know you said you wanted they didn't to buy really do a good they did so we could all play together but dude i i think we should wait uh until uh there's a price drop i'm more excited on that game i'm more i'm more excited about playing anthem than i am about playing yeah, this game because anthem's gameplay is not enough. bad i mean I, I know it got crapped on but the new update's coming out soon and uh um, I got I got four copies for us, so I can't wait to that, uh, start playing that with you, um, and Sid and Vinay and uh, and Daryl, and hopefully we can all all uh, uh, get together and uh, play that game soon. So that that could be our new multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. It sucks because I really did want it, want this to be our new multiplayer game, dude. You know, I did too. Um, yep. I mean, I I probably will eventually get it, but it's got to be a steep price drop. Well, there's hope yet. Um, I know Sid's uh, gonna push for us to get uh, Call of Duty. That's true. Yep. Yep. Cold War does look good. I'm yeah, gonna get. I'm dude, gonna Cold give War credit. Does credit look good. Cold War looks good. Yeah. Yep. I'm not a usual first-person shooter. I am still very reluctant on changing my habits. I am through and through an RPG, action, adventure, Nintendo first uh, kind of uh, person. So. That's going to be my uh, first habit, and uh, I'm looking for just better stories and just better action. Yeah, dude. I mean, the new the new game, and they've got the really good developers working on it. Treyarch and uh, uh, Ravensoft, I believe, are working on it yep. uh, together. So I, I'm really excited for you that. Know, you, know, you know what is a game? Uh, I know we kind of uh, crapped on Marvel Avengers Beta, but there is a game that I'm kind of interested in. And it's a good segue into our next topic, Mike. Um, and that's uh, the Suicide Squad. Another uh, game the, as, as service game. The, oh goodness! But probably is going to be better. Is that what it's called? Is that is that formally what it's called? The Suicide Squad game, or is it called something it's else? It's called Suicide Qu- Squad: uh, Death of Super. Uh, what's it called? No, no, no. Suicide. Oh, Suicide Squad. Kill the, Kill Justice, the Justice League. League. That was it. Yeah, I was going to say Kill Superman or something like that. I, th- I forgot what it was. Um, yeah, Kill the Justice League, which is really interesting. Um. I, I was yeah. super um super because I always thought Rocksteady was working on a Justice League game, but it's actually quite the opposite. They're working on a Suicide Squad game, um. So that means we're probably well, going to honestly. get a uh, Suicide Squad uh, trailer by James Gunn during the uh, DC um fan event uh coming up next week, um, and um I was really really surprised though that this would be in the same mold as Marvel's Avengers. Um, as a games of service game from Rocksteady, that's uh, that's really that really sucks. But at least you know Rocksteady's track record with making superhero games like Batman. They made three really awesome Batman games, so you know the gameplay is probably going to be really good. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 excited for it. I'm I'm excited for what it's going to look like. Um, it's most likely going to be a next gen game, I would think. Right. I. I am still more impressed at how Rocksteady kept this silent for so long. Like, we're only a week away from the Phantom, and only the Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League came out, like, the leaks formally, like, this past week. So, for the Avengers and how long that's bubbled up versus this one, it's it's truly going to be a battle of uh, two titans, where right now Avengers is coming up first because they're going to... Disney uh, uh, has a investment that they want to protect with their Marvel's Avengers uh, IP, and 
you know, it's uh, vitally important to them as they kind of put that out there on top of their Disney Plus and those shows and try to maintain relevance and Marvel and kind of get that renewed interest back in the movies again. Right. Because, right. um, I mean, like everything is tied together as an industry, right? Like the games kind of lead into movies can kind of lead into back into the content, which is the comics. And it's just like a weird feed- feedback loop. Uh, but it works because it drums up the attention that it needs to in various places mythologies expand you can put that on um the mass screen for uh, audiences to come through and you know they're gonna just pump out billion dollar movies after all of that so right interestingly enough there's also rumors that um warner brothers montreal um is going to reveal a batman game as well the court the court of owls i remember the uh i mean I mean, for I, I think we had followed this too uh, a couple of months oh, yeah. back when we saw like the the crypto like tweets and uh, just the the logo is just ever changing there. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Warner Brothers Montreal, but or was oh, sorry, Studio Montreal. I forget. Yeah, what their I think name they is. are Warner Montreal. Um, Warner Montreal. Uh, um, what a great storyline they're uh, picking too. Court of Owls. I really love that um, in the comics. Um, they actually made. Yep. I, I thought Arkham Origins was a really solid game. I thought they did a really good job with that game. Um, it was really good. It's not as good as Rocksteady's games, but um, Arkham Origins was a really solid, solid game, um, and a really good prequel. Actually, I thought so. I'm really excited for them to take on um, this storyline and see what the game's going to be about. They've had quite a long time to put together like a new yep. game so it's uh well well overdue yep. yep uh staying on the topic of dc comics um unfortunately there's been massive layoffs at dc and warner brothers um lately and it's really shaky right now there's you know talk of hey is at&t even interested in publishing comics anymore um, is the comics yep. side of DC, which kind of doesn't make sense if they would stop making comics. They own all these IPs, you know. Um, but I understand the industry's been hit very hard because of COVID-19, as with probably every single industry <laughs> right now. Comic book stores in general, the loss of foot yeah. traffic going into stores has been devastating, not just for our comic books, but just small businesses everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's very, very sad. Um I'm and it sucks because I'm such a huge DC Comics fan. Um, I really hope. But it's even, but it even goes beyond DC Comics into DC Universe right. too, and that's the surprising part. It's uh, it's a complete. This isn't just isolated to just comics. This is a complete reconfiguration of where DC Comics fits into the grander scheme of uh, as a brand, as a content for um, the parent company, which is AT and T. And you know, as we just mentioned. Um, so AT&T acquired Time Warner, which owns all this, plus Cartoon Network, plus TNT, plus a whole host of other uh, content, all of which is available on HBO Max. Um, but AT&T is trying to really lean on um, HBO Max as being like the, you know, to compete more effectively with uh, Netflix uh, and Disney now uh, as a big player, Hulu. Um, and so that's what Warner Media is. And so, yeah, they want out of the comic book business. That would be terrible um there's a lot of money that they can just reinvest back into the movie industry and i really really hope that it wasn't because of the flop of justice league and all the previous uh, dc um content from before that led to that's leading them down this path right. because that would be be unfortunate yeah wow. birds of prey was a huge huge mess um and it was just not a good idea to make that that movie um but i don't what i don't understand is just like how can why aren't more executives kind of from Warner Media looking at just their track record? It's been up and down, but like the ups have been there. You know, we, we the highs talked about Shazam. The highs have been high. Aquaman, Shazam, Wonder Woman. So why? And then even going before, like I, I still contend that Man of Steel. Man of Steel is a great uh, got... freaking movie, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yes. It's an awesome Superman movie. And and um, speaking yep. of that though, Vikram. Uh, there is some rumors that there will be some Henry Cavill news um, during this event. So, gosh, I, I really, really hope, hope they'll make a Man of Steel too. I really do. You know, honestly, Man of Steel is Zack Snyder's best movie. I watched it again recently. It's a darn good yep. movie, dude. It's a oh uh, what? Mm, what other? I mean, three hundred, right? Yeah. See, I wasn't a fan of three hundred, but I wasn't a fan of the three hundred comic book. 
It's all style. There's no substance to it. Watch. Oh, watch. Watchmen? Watchmen's a better. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, he kind of. I mean, he did his best with Watchmen, but I, I still don't think it was his best movie. Like Man of Steel. Wh- oh, 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 oh. What about the best movie that Zack Snyder was director for? Legend of the Guardians. <laughs> the the Owls of Gahul. <laughs> uh, actually, his Dawn of the Dead remake is actually quite fantastic. Um, but uh, mm. that that before Man of Steel, I think of Dawn of the Dead movie was was his best film. Um, and it's really darn shame that, um, but it's great that it's on HBO Max that everyone gets to see the director's cut of Batman versus Superman, um, which still has problems, but it's it's the director's cut is a far far better movie than the one they released theatrically because it actually makes sense. It actually is cohesive mm-hmm. and it makes sense. So um, if you have HBO Max, check that out. It's it's a uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good director's cut. But yeah, I mean you know they had you know. Like I said, Batman vs Superman was not that bad. It got it got lambasted, but I mean, it was not that bad of a movie. Um, and no. they just need to do come back with greater vigor for the next uh, movie, which was Justice right. League. But right, I I really hope they, his cut of Justice League is, and it probably will be better well, than Whedon's cut. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Fantastic. Great. So. Um, sorry about that, folks. Maybe my Wi-Fi uh, just can't support uh, me seeing my lovely face on Twitch while also seeing my lovely co-host Mike's face. I really well, you know, to you didn't even cut out that much, man. <laughs> oh, is that so? Yeah, no. you didn't cut out that much, so don't worry, well, well, worry about it. Good, good. Rhode Island Wi-Fi is uh, something else. <laughs> can't wait to come back to Illinois Wi-Fi. No kidding, flatland. <laughs> right, right. Um. Yeah, so so just just going on this, um, you, you know, it's it's, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for their event. Um, I really hope they just keep pushing forward. Um, I really hope this pandemic hasn't really gotten those executives at AT and T kind of gun shy for all the initiatives initiatives they're gonna uh, uh, work on right now for for DC Comics and for Warner Media. Because you know what, Vikram, you know what's awesome too is, um, and it sucks they canceled it, but the Swamp Thing TV show was awesome. That's on, mm-hmm. I think, HBO Max now, and um, I haven't watched Doom Patrol yet, but I'm... I'm Doom not... Patrol is fantastic. Yeah, I, it I can't is wait so, to watch that. It is so eclectic and weird and, and funny, but Grant it's all Morrison's still cohesive. on Doom Patrol, yep. apparently, so I'm a big fan of that. I have the comic yep. back there, um, and, um, but Titans is shockingly solid, too. Have you? Have you I need. I, I. I. I'm gonna go back because I haven't seen Titan season two, so I'm very yeah. excited for that. Season two. I. I, I like season do you, two. Do you, do you remember how I got to see Titan season one? No. I had to. I was back in. I, I was in India for uh, a friend's wedding, and I was able to download all of Titans on Netflix India at the time, nice, and then I was nice. able to watch all of them on my flight back. Nice. So that was uh, and maintain it for thir- 48 hours because. Nice. Thank God for offline saves, and that Titans was part of that. Awesome, awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I dig it. I think it's good. So, so they're like they're doing some awesome like streaming shows, you know, which are which are really cool, and and they're like you know edgy, and they're taking risks with it, and then they're allowing Zack Snyder to come in and finish his cut of Justice League. AT and T, I thought. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them, but the, I thought they were actually doing a really good job and um, with uh, continuing this path with their DC Comics property. Um, so I yep. just hope they continue to do that. Um, and I hope, you know, we get to see Wonder Woman 1984 this year. I really do. I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to that movie. Um, yep. Well, I think Warner, Warner Media is trying to uh, put more attention onto releasing Tenet and not risk the ire of Christopher Nolan before... Right thinking about right. wonder woman 1984 yeah they're still apparently releasing tenet in a couple weeks which i don't know how that's gonna work but the new mutants is releasing in theaters in a couple weeks so i don't know i'm not even ta- i'm not i'm not touching that movie no i'm not touching it either <laughs> watch it be solid though watch it be solid because it, it's, it's different <laughs> watch it, it be it, solid. It, it's it's a last vestige of fox movie that has no tie-in and no payoff like for anything else i what are they going to do with this? Just like uh, bring in uh, the Fantastic Four, like from the, the parallel universe. Like new, what what would happen if New Mutants was successfully the bridge that Fox needed to bring their properties into the Marvel universe? Oh, and awesome. it was all the New Mutants. 
It was that would just be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy, like Shadow Ninja strategy. Like, oh, this is why we did reshoot. I hope it's but... good, man. I hope it's good. <laughs> I just, we'll I see just what happens, honestly. We'll see. If they actually, if they actually do that, if they actually do that, I will, I will gladly eat these words uh, another day. Well, they're, you know, they're, um, they're taking actually my favorite uh, story arc from the New Mutants, the Demon Bear story arc, uh, drawn by Bill Sinskevich, which is awesome. If you haven't read that, it's a classic comic book run. Um, so it's really cool. Uh, it's more of a horror vibe to it. So uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because it's actually got some decent actors in the movie. But we'll see. I don't know. Um, moving on to our main topic of the show. Um, you know what? I mean, sure enough, you think that there's not going to be much news during a week, but uh, Epic Games <laughs> drops a bombshell this week. <laughs> what is going Fortnite, on? Fortnite, baby. Fortnite, baby. <laughs> it is that Fortnite money, man. It's that Fortnite money. It's po- almighty and powerful. Um, so hashtag hashtag free Fortnite. Free Fortnite. That's right. So if that's an actual hashtag. Oh, I know. Like, no, uh, I'm dude, not even joking. Dude, apparently, and I don't play oh Fortnite. Apparently, there's like this video that plays before uh, Fortnite launches. That's like free Fortnite and all this stuff. Like, like it's like this ad campaign. I, no, no, it, it's called. No, it's called. They call it 1980 1980, Fortnite. That's it, 1980 Fortnite. Yeah, that's right. And it's a direct, it is, oh God, this is such vicious shade. It's so But so creative. Shade. (laughs) So creative, though. Um, Okay, we'll we'll, we'll get to a summary here because, you know, our listeners need that. So I'll dive in. Yeah, I'll dive in with the summary. Apple has blocked Fortnite from their app store removing all people's ability to install and up the game on iOS devices um, because Epic Games tried to implement a direct payment feature. Um, and it, was, it wasn't just Apple also. It was also Google Play Store. But I think uh, there's some uh, stuff being handled there. But um, the big reason why is uh, to take out that direct store payment um, was because Epic Games wanted their mobile users like you know, just – to, on the same part as our console users to have a direct payment access directly to Epic. So that way uh, Epic gets the money that is, you know, going towards them and their company and their revenue stream. Uh, but because it's coming through the Apple app store and because it's coming through the Google play store um, payment methods spelled out in the contract, um, those tech giants cut a percentage of that revenue away. And so because of that financial, like, like uh, what do you call it? Um, obligation if you will uh, we're getting this huge stink from uh epic games and this huge to such to the point that uh epic games filed a lawsuit alleging the app stores as anti-competitive and monopolistic and so this yeah. is this big there's a big picture discussion from all this it's all started because fortnite once again is making its way back in the news yep. and it's not because of a uh that pinata llama face that you're so used to seeing around dude it's it's crazy and they're and epic games is like taking the side of you know hey we're doing this for the creators because the creators get you know only what i think they you know apple and google charge like 30 percent to be able to list their games on their store yeah. and they're like that's complete bs like we only charge 12 percent for i think it's 12 percent for you know indie developers to put their game on our um list their game on epics yep. games and 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 they're fighting that they're they're you know it, while while noble i i know it's not really their they're using it as a shield is, and as a guise to say hey we're fighting for the little guy but you know they're not fighting for just, the little it's guy terrible. man it's, they're fighting for themselves dude <laughs> they are no i mean this entire battle is a war to legitimize microtransactions across all platforms right. and for it to go direct to the to the source and not have any cut or percentage of it be distributed by middlemen, aka the platform host, right. aka the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. And so Fortnite being a free to play game um, has in game currency, the microtransaction. You get V Bucks, um, which is a proxy to get new weapons, outfits, dance, emotes for just like customizing your game persona. And so that's really where all of this is coming coming at it. So as you pointed out too, that Apple and Google are taking thirty percent of those uh, sales cut. Yeah, I mean we are kind of living in dangerous times in the gaming sphere right now. It's only going to get it's only going to increase too because yeah. Fortnite, by all means, is trying to build themselves into the next virtual world 
um, because it's so friendly um, that it's brought in uh, content creators like Marshmallow. Uh, so I, I, I can see where uh, because of where Epic Games is trying to position itself, it's not just a game anymore. It is a world um, to dive into separate from the real world. Oh, it's so a multimedia it, like it, empire. It is now. At, at this point. At this point, it has more strength uh, than we realize. This is the complete vision, really, for yeah. where World of Warcraft and where RuneScape and uh, Eve and uh, Second Life and all those like precursor like MMORPGs. It's crazy from that that you mentioned stuff. that. This is the, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And and while World of Warcraft, while incredibly popular no no doubt about it and, and is a big and a positive community by the way yeah and a positive yeah. community, community yeah. by far like wow um, like just hearing the wholesome stories that originate from world but of warcraft it's crazy. is just like, so you del- know how big i'm gonna put in how big warcraft is or, or world of warcraft is especially for blizzard activision huge right i don't think that they're at the level of fortnite now and i'm not even a fortnite fan i don't even like it like like epic has turned fortnite into this phenomena and they're using it so go ahead you want the numbers yeah the numbers okay so um so officially fortnite has 250 million players in total and this was as of march 2019 as as of, uh, I think I'm looking at here, 2019, I've, um, this is for World of Warcraft. It's saying here 5 million yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, that seems, that seems it's right. Like, yeah, 5 million. Yep, yep, 5 million. And it's uh, just quite... 215 million versus 5 million. Like, like Warcraft, yeah. you know, they Blizzard Activision wanted to get to where kind of the, the where uh epic had has done what they have done with Fortnite and now Fortnite is just this it's just this behemoth now it's it's mm-hmm. this 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 thing that's living on its own that's its own thing you know it's it's, it's trying to become its own ecosystem yeah. and it, it, it quite, with the continued advancements in virtual reality augmented reality you can absolutely see Fortnite being a strong player and and epic games really in that realm mm-hmm. Well, shock, shockingly enough, too, um, uh, Epic Games uh, being a um, being financed by Tencent, no less, uh, yeah. also bears implications. Uh, talking about the executive order that uh, Trump is uh, trying to put into play for TikTok, so that's a topic for a different time, though. Uh, we'll see kind of how that's how that kind of simmering out. and yeah. revisit that. Yeah, we'll cover that in a future episode because I, I do want to talk about oh, that definitely, because there's yeah. big implications from that space on, and it's just because of TikTok as a platform and what that means to the U.S. market mm-hmm. overall versus the China and overseas market. Um, that's the schism and split, but it does set a dangerous precedent to also include epic games uh, and riot games too included yeah, right games as so well, there's right. a big there's big implications in video games um as far as the executive order not just from tiktok withstanding but everything else but that's a discussion for another time no but it's it's completely think, relevant and and a nice tease where yeah. we'll build a whole episode on that because that is it, it's going to be fascinating i, I want to see how this shakes out um I, but I mean, but so at at the base level, though, Mike, I'm curious to get your thoughts here. And um, do you think, though, that by having the App Store be the App Store, like for Apple and Google separately, and have their both these companies have rigorous content moderation teams to stress test and make sure everything is compliant against like their App Store policies and procedures? No doubt, uh, you see uh, quite often um, that there's like an appeals process that they recently implement that Apple had to recently implement uh, for. Uh, uh, app creators to appeal directly to Apple to you know figure out what was wrong and how to curtail the app uh, and align it with the standards. But do you believe that's anti-competitive and monopolistic um, in a sense? Of course, I personally, I kind of see it different because um, I mean phones are more powerful, right? The phones are. I think the biggest difference that uh, Epic Games is trying to draw here is that consoles uh, or that, that consoles and uh, phones are no different when they are extremely phones different. Are, they, phones you, and computers there, are, a big, are supposed to be different, but correct. yeah, yes, that's the that that's the part that I'm kind of latching on yeah. here is uh, that compute that consoles are like mid range computers in a sense. Your phones are at that level of a computer as well. Right. But now the line is getting blurred between like how we treat 
consoles and how we would treat uh, phones. And I personally, for me, our phones are so much more than just consoles and video games. They're so much more ubiquitous to our everyday life, um, everything that we do. For sure. And so this sure. is where I and this is where should, this is where I do appreciate that Apple and Google have autonomy and authority over the app store content because who else is going to provide that no i don't i don't think it's like i i i no, i see your point and and, and in some ways yeah. i definitely agree with you for sure and um and i'm not even complaining that they are a monopoly i'm just saying they are mm -hmm. you know it, it, it's, right. it's just um like epic has a point um whether or not they are you know going to win this thing or not that's different that's a different story um but it, it you have to think about it this way too like there are companies out there like Square Enix for example right they are in they don't even want to make console ga uh, games anymore or games for consoles they just want to make mobile games and then micro transaction the heck out of everything and there's tons of companies like that and for phones so so to your, to kind of just you know be devil's advocate uh, to your point there i mean the, the the games business on mobile is insanely insanely um um just 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 lucrative you know for these companies yeah you know they're gonna yeah. make a lot more on phone games microtransactions than they are on computer or console games I doubt that. I doubt that theory just because Nintendo has pulled out of the mobile market entirely. If Nintendo well, could figure out they did not they did not attack this well. Uh, but but Nintendo has such a Nintendo you you see Nintendo Switch sales skyrocketing at the start of quarantine, right? And yet over the last few years though, uh, the narrative has been that the Nintendo mobile games with few exceptions, Dragalia lost uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, with, with few exceptions. I mean, their Mario game was the the biggest lag. Pokemon Go has been a great money maker in general, but I think but it's just you're, you're just but going Nintendo to that. did pull out. You're gonna you're, yeah, you're making Nintendo. you're making you're gonna make my point actually pretty clear, kind of just to to okay. to, 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 to say ahead. that um, yeah. Nintendo really screwed the pooch because um, they the reason why their mobile division for failed is because y you see all these other companies that that create these mobile games right and these you know make tons and tons of money on microtransactions they have implemented you know and we we talked about this before the gotcha system right and once you figure mm -hmm. out that gotcha system hook and a good gotcha system hook that's when you're going to keep spending money on skins and all this kind of not unnecessary cool. crap right um mm -hmm. Nintendo did quite obviously failed with with trying to create their own type of gotcha system game. The only ones that really made money and were profitable because they did have a good hook and a good good uh, gotcha system in there for you to be able to keep paying them was the Fire Emblem games, Fire Emblem Heroes, and then the um, uh, the Animal Crossing game, I think it was, whatever that that that, yep. and and then that's why that's why, dude, that's why Pokemon, and they're they're not they're not um uh I know they're not owned by Nintendo, but that's why Pokemon Go still makes a bunch of money, you know? They've got that mm -hmm. gotcha system, man. So it's like so yep. it's that's where that's where kind of my my devil's advocate rebuttal there that Nintendo really failed at creating games. That could make them money to give you that hook because nobody, come on, nobody wants to play a Mario game where you're just literally running end endlessly. They failed. No, no, no. They, I, I do see your point that they failed as far as spectacularly uh, with mobile games and how they wanted to approach it. That's not to say though that if even if they do come in, that they couldn't find renewed success, probably with different leadership, with a different eye For of sure. execution. Yeah, I think yes. they could have found a lot of success, but they didn't. You know, and they and they. I mean, for, for probably probably for the same reasons why their um, quite simply their Nintendo shop is uh, utter garbage. Hot garbage. Um, Not just garbage. Yes, hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> and has been yeah. for a very yeah, long time. And they're online. Compared to the place. Yeah, complete compared to the PlayStation Store and Microsoft Store yeah. for Xbox. I mean, you see that they're they're just superior. They're just superior in every way. You know. And they have the template, for goodness sakes. I mean, they have the template to make it successful. I don't understand why they don't. But I, but I think, but I, but I still think that going back to my point that, yes, Xbox, PC, PS4, and the new consoles, like they are incredible players in the gaming industry space, no doubt, for right? Sure. That is consumer electronics right yeah. there. Uh, but a phone, 
is not simply just a console. It's it not. is something beyond. It is something beyond, and I think that does merit different arguments and a different consideration entirely, separate from uh, the gaming discussion. So I think that's wholly separate, and I think the phone, like for me, I think that I I want Apple and. So uh, Vikram just cut out, so I apologize for that. I'm sure he'll be coming back on. And uh... uh-oh, we're hearing a, a beeping sound. What is going on? <laughs> yes, you're back. I was just uh, Lord. Pull, I was pulling a Leslie well, I, well, well, and uh, filibustering for a minute well, until you came back. <laughs> well, you know what? I, bl- I I I fully blame you tell uh, speaking against Apple because Apple's trying to uh, obviously kill my. I'm Wi-Fi not speaking against Apple. Apple. I like Apple. I own so many Apple products that it's 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 insane. Dude, too. I don't know why they would attack. You tell me why they would attack me like that. You're I'm using a Mac. I'm just joking. <laughs> I am using a Mac. <laughs> Man, Daryl, no, you know, Daryl's yeah, throwing I mean, so much shade at you in the comments, by the way. <laughs> what is he saying? Well, at the saying. beginning, I did not want to say this, but at the beginning when we were talking about you uh, coming back, I wanted to save this for the end of the podcast, but we're getting close to wrapping up anyway. So um, Daryl said when you, uh, you know, we were talking about you coming back to Chicago, he said, no one wants you back. Sorry, Vic. And then now with your Wi-Fi uh, issues, he said, damn, I, fi- uh, damn, Vic, fix your Wi-Fi. So he's throwing a mega shade at you right well, now. I'm going to fix I'm, I'm my Wi-Fi soon enough, Daryl. Okay, it, it's uh with me going back to Chicago. So, um, <laughs> hopefully, I get to see you back there, Daryl. But uh, I very much enjoy to uh, get get that lunch with you whenever you want. I do owe you I do owe you a lunch, but it has to be where uh, you and I are conveniently meeting up at. <laughs> with that said, though, Vikram, do we have anything else for the podcast? No, I think we thoroughly uh, smashed it out of the park with just that. I mean, there's there's big tech implications overall that gaming has, and I think that gaming with just the surge of popularity begs now more technological innovation and technological uh, considerations, and we're going to see more and more of that blur and distinction, and I think it's uh, fully important for gamers to stay, stay up to date on trends and uh, follow our podcast, more importantly, to get the latest news uh, from a, from a different perspective. Very well said. And with that, I'm just going to give our uh, spiel right here. You can follow me on Twitter, Big Bad Timber. You can follow this podcast where we live stream on Twitch every other Sunday at twitch.tv slash bigbadtimber. You can also follow Vikram at his Instagram account, vikram.ramish. You and fo- you can also follow me on my Twitter. I am uh, steadily getting back into Hey! <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at my Twitter, Vikram underscore Ramesh. I got very add that to, to my our Instagram. graphics. <laughs> it, it, it's very different from my Instagram. Uh, instead of that period, you use an underscore. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very much not creative and not standard with uh, using uh, special characters across my socials. So forgive me on that. I think and- my. Uh, I think my Venmo is a dash in between, so. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to follow our Twitter account at Guys of Habit. Uh, Vikram, as always, dude, thank you so much for hanging out. We had an awesome show. I can't wait for the next one. Can't wait to Warzone with you soon. Cannot wait. Oh, cannot are, wait. Are you, are, are you getting on Warzone? Uh, I'll see. I'll see. Hopefully soon. I'm, I'm going to have to go do something real quick, but maybe I can get on for a quick game. All right, but, all right. Uh, well, let's hope, let's hope let's hope my Wi-Fi connection uh, yeah, doesn't produce no uh, terrible. You don't, you don't get kicked out of the game. Um, exactly. Everyone, thank you so much for uh, watching, uh, tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Take care, everyone.